Recently, I had a person who came to me and they were asking me something regarding Rasulullah Wasallam, And this is based on something that he had read in the hadith of the Prophet and along with the du'as that are made by some certain people when it comes to the enemies of Islam or people who are opposed to Islam. So what he said to me was that why is it that when we hear du'as, there are such harsh du'as about du'as about Ya Allah, destroy them or destroy these people, destroy them. And then he came to me and he says that I always believe that Rasulullah wasallam, as Allah says in the Qur'an, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ Allah has sent Rasulullah as a rahmah, as a mercy for the entire ummah. And then he said to me that then I began to do my research and I found that there were times when Rasulullah also prayed against some people or some people during his time and he prayed against the enemies of Islam. So he says that I'm having a difficult time understanding why would Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ But on the other hand, I come across a hadith where he's praying against them. And not only that, but today, within many scholars, when they make dua, they make dua against the enemies of Islam, and harsh duas and so forth. So he's having a difficult time understanding this. And by the way, this is not the first time I've heard something like this. So I thought today, I just want to take this brief opportunity to explain this and give you some examples from the life of the Prophet ﷺ, where he would often opt, or where he would often opt for dua. He would make dua for people, he would not make dua against people. First of all, is when we say, Wama arsalnaka illa rahmatan lil'alamin, the entire life of the Prophet. ﷺ. Now, a lot of times when I say the life of the Prophet ﷺ, is not just based on what you and I we often hear. We attend a khatira, attend a halaqa, attend a lecture or a khutbah, and we hear something about the life of the Prophet. ﷺ. If you truly want to appreciate and have love for Rasulullah you, you have to learn about the life of the Prophet ﷺ. Wallahi, the more you go deeper into the life of the Prophet and you dissect every single moment of the life of the Prophet ﷺ, you have no option but to say, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ Wallahi, everything that he said, everything that he did, his interactions, his, his, um, his treatment of other people, how he would deal with difficult people, how he would deal with difficult situations, his loyalty to his Sahaba radiallahu anhum, how he defended the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, his leadership, his inclusivity. Wallahi, it makes you appreciate who Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was. And that is when you begin to become, you begin, you begin to love Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam deeply. When we learn about the life of the Prophet everything is a rahmah for us. Everything is guidance for all of us. And when there are times, yes, there were times when the Prophet would make dua for against people. But what were those kind of occasions? It was the occasion when he was in a battlefield. 
He has the opponent right against him. Tomorrow is the battle. Tomorrow, when the, when the sun rises, he's gonna, he and the Sahaba are going to fight against, against his opponent. And at that time, he will make dua against these people for victory. He will ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for victory. And there's nothing wrong in doing that. Because the Prophet realizes, even on the night before the battle of Badr, he's making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That, Ya Allah, if my Sahaba are wiped out, because there was so less in number in terms of artillery, in terms of animals, in terms of manpower, they were outnumbered. Yet he's saying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if they are wiped out, Ya Allah, then what's going to happen to their morale? What's going to happen to their strength and their iman? So here Rasulullah we see that he's making dua against them. And not only that, but in other battles, he will make dua against them. But most of the time, most of the time, you will find a hadith where he prayed against them. But the majority of the time, he is making dua for the people. That is why he is known as Rahmatulil Alameen Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So just to give you a few examples. Number one is, we all know the story of Ta'if. It is well known, well documented, well established, and often mentioned. What do we learn in, the, in, the, in, this, in this situation? The Prophet is looking for support. Khadija has passed away, Abu Talib has passed away, he's lost all support. Now he's going outside of Mecca to look for support. Instead of even just saying no to him, they threw stones at him, he was bleeding, they physically abused him, they verbally abused him, they assaulted Rasulullah Despite all this, what did Rasulullah say? He made dua for the people of Ta'if. He did not make dua against them, but he made dua for them. That if, if today they're not Muslims, there will come a time that they will become, they will be, be Muslims. Think about a person who has been assaulted and disrespected in this manner. I can tell you for a fact that many of us will be so enraged that we will make dua against other people. How often today we make dua against other people. So think about Rasulullah and his rahmah and his shafqa comes into power and he forgives the people of Ta'if. Then you have the story of the, the story of Hawazin, the battle of, oh, sorry, the, the battle of Hunayn, where he's fighting against the Hawazin. He's fighting against the Thaqif. And someone strikes Rasulullah and Jabir radiallahu anhu says, Ya Rasulullah, they struck you. How dare they, they, struck you, they strike you? And then he says, make dua against them, Ya Rasulullah. And what did the Prophet say? He says, Oh Allah, guide the people of Thaqif. Think about this. Guide the people in that time when people are most angry, the Prophet is resorting towards rahmah and mercy. And that is why we learn for the most, the most, one of the most amazing stories in our, in our deen is the story of Tufail ibn Amr al-Dawsi radiallahu an, and the impact of dua that we find. Tufayl ibn Amr al-Dawsi comes to the Prophet ﷺ. He takes his shahada on the hands of the Prophet ﷺ. He goes back to the people. He was a leader. Usually it's mentioned in the books of Sirah that whenever he would say something, his word was his command. When he would tell his qawm and his tribe, do something, they would follow right away. He goes back to his tribe and he says that accept Islam. For the very first time, they said, no, we're not going to listen to you. Your word is not our command. He's offended. That how can, as a leader, I'm telling you to do something, but you're just rejecting me? He came back to Rasulullah He says, Ya Rasulullah, my people have rejected me. 
They have rejected your deen. Oh, well, Ya Rasulullah, pray against them. Make a dua against them. Ya Allah, destroy those. Rasulullah he raises his hands. And here Tufay ibn Amr thinks that now here comes the dua against my people. And what did the Prophet say? He says, Allahum Mahdi Dawus. Oh Allah, guide Dawus. Now you would think that a simple dua does not have an impact. Think about this impact for a moment. After the battle of Hunayn, people were coming from Dawus. The Sahaba radiallahu anhum, they say, that we saw in the horizon a huge group of people coming to Rasulullah It happened in the seventh year after Hijrah, not, I mean, during that time of Hunayn and so forth, but it happened in the seventh year of Hijrah. The Sahaba say there's a huge group of people coming. We can see them in the horizon. And all these people came from where? From Dawus. And not only that, here's the most important aspect of the story. Who was amongst those? A man by the name of Abu Hurairah radiallahu ta'ala. A man who narrated the most ahadith from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Think about it for a moment. Had Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, Ya Allah, destroy those. You will not have a person like Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu. A person who can hear from Rasulullah A person who can narrate a hadith from the Prophet The dua of Rasulullah for, for the qabila of Dawus resulted in a person like Abu Hurairah And every single time we read any book of hadith, Abu Hurairah, Abu Hurairah, Abu Hurairah, subhanAllah. So that is why it's a lesson for all of us that when you make dua for people, when you make dua for people, it has an impact. Now, the last thing you may ask me is, that then why do we find this in the case of the Prophet ﷺ? And when can we make dua against people? The thing, what the ulama, they say is, that if there are people who are attacking Islam and Muslims, they are doing zulm against Islam and Muslims, in that case, you can make dua against them. Because it was the nature of the Prophet ﷺ, that he would not pray against every single non-Muslim. He would not do that. In fact, we find that even when the, um, when, when the people of Najran came to the Prophet ﷺ and they engaged in a theological debate, they were Christians, these were Muslims of course, they were engaging in a theological debate, they never became Muslims. But if there was one thing that Prophet ﷺ, he did was, he was able to establish political ties so that the impact of Islam grows in all Arabia. He did that, he, he, never, he never prayed against people who were not just Muslims. But if he ever prayed, and make dua against people, he will make dua against people who are harming Muslims, who are doing zulm against Muslims. And one thing that I have learned from my teacher is he would always make this dua, and subhanAllah till today, I usually make the same dua. His dua was the Ya Allah, if Hidayah is written for them, if Hidayah does exist within their Qadr, Ya Allah, give them Hidayah, otherwise please remove them from the face of this earth. It's such a beautiful dua if you think about it. I mean, it's such a balanced dua if you think about it. So yes, Rasulullah would often make dua for people. Yes, there were times when people were oppressing Islamic Muslims. Even in those cases, Rasulullah sometimes he would offer just rahmah and mercy. And yes, there were times when, for example, in the case of Abu Lahab's son, when he came and he spat on Rasulullah he divorced the daughter of the Prophet That is when the Prophet said, Oh Allah, send one of your dogs upon him. We find these kind of cases, but it was extreme cases when there was extreme disrespect or hurting the Muslims, only in those kind of cases, 
Rasulullah he would make dua. But in our cases, if yes, if there are people who are harming Muslims, we, make, we can make a dua for them. But the best thing is always make dua for their guidance first. And then after that, we ask Allah to remove them. But everyone else, we always ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant them an understanding, grant them hidayah. This is what we learn from the seerah of Rasulullah So I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us tawfiq inshallah. And today and the next week inshallah, I want to share with you some other stories from the Prophet and how he would deal with difficult people in the community. Every single community has difficult people. How would he deal with difficult people in the community? Inshallah, we'll talk about that next week. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us tawfiq and understanding. Amin rabbil alameen. Wa jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa barakatuh. إِنَّ الْمُسْلِمِينَ وَالْمُسْلِمَاتِ وَالْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتِ وَالْقَانِتِينَ وَالْقَانِتَاتِ وَالصَّادِقِينَ وَالصَّادِقَاتِ وَالصَّابِرِينَ وَالصَّابِرَاتِ وَالْخَاشِعِينَ وَالْخَاشِعَاتِ وَالْخَاشِعِينَ وَالْخَاشِعَاتِ وَالْمُتَصَدِّقِينَ وَالْمُتَصَدِّقَاتِ وَالصَّائِمِينَ وَالصَّائِمَاتِ وَالْحَافِظِينَ فُرُوجَهُمْ وَالْحَافِظَاتِ وَالذَّاكِرِينَ اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا وَالذَّاكِرَاتِ أَعَدَّ اللَّهُ لَهُمْ مَغْفِرَةً وَأَجْرًا عَظِيمًا